When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The reason you clicked on this video is because you're interested in money, just like me, and you probably belong in one of three categories. Category one is that you want to be rich, similar to me. Luckily, I have nothing to sell you in today's video. Category two is that you're questioning if you have what it takes to become rich, and we're gonna answer that by the end of today's video. Category three is that you've already given up on the idea of becoming rich, in which case I'd recommend you click off this video. Let's start by defining what it means to actually be rich. Two to four million net worth is the comfortably poor. Four million to 10 million net worth is the comfortably off. 10 million to 30 million, the comfortably wealthy. 30 million to 80 million, the lesser rich. 80 million to 150 million, the comfortably rich. 150 million to 200 million, the rich. 200 million to 400 million, the seriously rich. 400 million to 800 million, the truly rich. 800 million to little under 2 billion, the filthy rich, and two billion and above, the super rich. How do those numbers make you feel? Are you thinking, well, Trent, that's incredibly unattainable. How am I ever gonna become an ultra high net worth individual, minimum 30 million net worth, in order to be rich? Well, I'm here to tell you that there are 233,000, roughly, individuals in the US with a net worth greater than $30 million. So if you divide that number by the roughly 330 million total people in the US, we're looking at 0.06% of the population in the US has a net worth greater than $30 million. So if you really think about that, the odds are not that unlikely, but if you're questioning, well, hey, can I defy the numbers and win the lottery for myself? I'm here to tell you probably not because what I've observed is that most people go, to, go through life acting like it's a dress rehearsal. They avoid discomfort, they seek out what seems like the path of least resistance because in their mind, they're justifying, well, hey, I'm gaining the skills I need, I'm gaining the experience I need. At some point in the future, whenever I feel ready, I'll assume authority, but for now, hey, I'm not ready to sign up for the marathon because, hey, you know what? I'm still training. I'm not quite ready yet. I'm not ready to start my side business while working my full-time corporate sales job because, you know what? I don't know what people think and I'm still getting experience. I'm here to tell you that every single person who achieves $30 million net worth or greater is simply winging it. And my best advice to you and myself, because I'm nowhere near that, is to quietly go pursue the next and best thing. So for me, in my own career, the more I promoted in my sales career, the more I realized that basically everyone above me didn't really know much more than me. I went on an onsite to sell a CEO of a public restaurant company 
And I remember getting in the room with him and he printed out my slides on a piece of paper and he was going through slide by slide. I was giving my presentation and I knew deep down that I didn't really know what I was talking about, but I showed up and tried to assume responsibility and have confidence and, and just talk with absolute conviction. And he would shake his head, he would make notes and he'd be like, yeah, that sounds really good. And by the end of the meeting, he said, you know what? Yeah, send us over the contract, we're ready to get started. And that was a story of, I went into an environment meeting with someone with a extremely high net worth, much greater than me, in his 50s, 60s, I show up in my young 20s, and just because I sound like I know what I'm talking about, I'm able to get in the room, I'm able to add value, and I'm able to make thousands of dollars off that interaction. Everyone above you is also winging it, also doesn't really know what they're doing, and as I look across the board with people I know who are wealthy, and as I look at articles online and videos, there's a few traits I've observed. One being wealthy people use money to make more money, whereas poor people who will never become rich use money in a way that prevents them from making more money. So for example, wealthy people are interested in increasing their income earning potential and using that income not on consumables, not on going to Walmart and buying toys, but they use that money to go buy Walmart stock and then make money out on the dividends. Wealthy people are interested in owning assets, assets that appreciate in value. So for example, I buy a stock for $10 a share, I sell it for $20 a share, I make a lot of money in the difference by buying and waiting, being patient, taking on risk. Wealthy people are also interested in owning assets that pay them, so that could be real estate, you buy a building and your tenants pay you a monthly rent and you earn that recurring revenue month over month. Wealthy people also like to buy businesses because businesses appreciate in value and pay them over time. And you may be thinking, well Trent, I don't have all of this disposable income just to throw and invest in assets. Well, what I'm here to tell you is that wealthy people use debt to make more money. So they use debt to take calculated risk to buy assets that have cash flow that will pay them and that appreciate in value over time. This is why some of the wealthiest people in the world work in finance. For example, you see venture capital. They raise other people's money so that they can then invest in these small tech startups that will rapidly grow over time, that will eventually go public, and then they'll make 100x their initial investment. So they're buying companies, they're buying buildings, they're buying different assets that are gonna pay them or grow in value. Whereas poor people who will never get rich, something I've observed is there's a statistic, there's $17 trillion in debt in the US. So there's a lot of different debt, ranging from corporations to individuals. But if you look at individuals, the biggest problems they have with debt is credit card debt, is housing debt, student loan debt, and auto debt. So if you go through the board there, if you're using debt for a credit card, if you're using your credit card to buy, let's say, toys, then that's a horrible decision. If you're using debt to pay for your rent, but you can't pay it off in time, that's a horrible decision. If you're using debt to start an e-commerce business to buy inventory, then hey, that, that's a pretty good decision. But if you're using debt to buy, let's say, a car, and you're now paying interest on this debt, how are you ever supposed to get head when you're using it to buy a car? Of course, it provides you the utility of being able to drive around and have transportation, but the asset does not grow in value over time. It's gonna become less valuable over time. So think about how are you using debt to either use the money, use other people's money to get ahead, or using debt 
to prevent you from making more money in the future. And that is the difference between wealthy people and poor people. I wanna end this video by talking about an important lesson from another book I like, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. His key premise of the book, Mark Manson, is that it's, it's not, not giving an F is not about being indifferent, it's just about not caring about the unimportant things. So for example, you go to the zoo and you need to wait an extremely long line, rather than being super impatient, hey, it doesn't really matter that I'm in a line, it's all about just being at the zoo, eventually I'll see the animal, there's no point in getting worked up. So you need to decide, is getting rich important or unimportant to you? How would it actually change your life? Ask yourself, what would you do with the money? And I wanna pose a question to you to think about. In which areas of life are you still holding back until you feel like you know what you're doing? So if you're gonna always sit around and wait to feel like you know what you're doing, dress rehearsal, the time you're ready for the show is the time your life is gonna end. Your average life expectancy, let's say mid to late 70s in life duration, is roughly 4,000 weeks. So how old are you right now? versus how many weeks do you have left, and how much longer are you gonna to continue to wait to actually take the necessary levels of action, to actually take the risk, to put yourself in a position to achieve these outlier results. I recently left corporate America to work at my small family business. I'm making much less money than I was making before, but I know at least I'm in a position to earn some business ownership, to have more autonomy, and I'm starting to realize, well hey, is the trade-off worth it? Should, should I actually be sacrificing all of my time in the pursuit of money? Or should I be seeking out a balance between making money to the point where I'm comfortable, I can live what I want, while also seeking out net fulfillment, which is gonna require me to spend money? So is it really worth getting worked up trying to make all this money? Maybe that's what it takes to make the money in the first place, but you ultimately have to ask yourself, is making a lot of money, becoming rich, important or unimportant? And then from that point, that's gonna then dictate your course of action because it's gonna require a lot of stress and they say desirous suffering. So if you desire to be super rich like I am, it's gonna require a lot of suffering along the way.